0: Welcome to Racing Only Better as we look ahead to Cheltenham Day 3 in the company of Mr. Kevin Blake. How are you, Kev?
1: Absolutely fantastic, Hugo. At the time of recording, Day 1 hasn't even taken place, so as far as we know, we can have every single winner and each card so far. So fingers crossed. Lovely, lovely stuff. You're good for him, Mr. Calvin, I presume?
0: Yeah.
1: We'll put it in for the week ahead.
0: Lovely, lovely. Right, lads, let's get stuck in. We've got four runners in the turners, two and a half mile off this chase, uh, but it's really only between the top two. Kevin Blake, so are you Bob Bollinger or and um, I'm Galloping the Champ?
1: I'm um, Gallopin the Champ. I think based on novice chase form this season, he's the only one you could go for. Um, given that they are similar prices. Um, Gallop and the Champ's even a slightly bigger price at the minute, I believe. And um, Bob Ollinger is there on on the you know the, the impression he created over hurdles last season. But that's look, that's a different game. Lands were in a different game, and uh, Gallop and the Champ has been better. His form is more substance. It has more style. And um, Bob Ollinger could well grow another leg for better ground at Cheltenham. Uh, though we do have rain coming on Wednesday, apparently. Um, so I would reserve that possibility. But look, Gallop and the Champ in all form this season has to be him, doesn't it?
0: Um, well I'm with Bob Alder like TC so not your type of betting race but who are you with of the
2: two uh, purely because he's around about six to five on the exchange I'll probably side with Gallop and Deschamps but uh, yeah it's it's just not a race to bet yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well,
1: imagine imagine the crack if the two of them unseat their riders and how yeah. Bustleton comes and wins the turners wouldn't that be a result yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> is, yeah. El Bar- yeah. is El Barra yeah. Bar- going to turn it I suppose race. I wonder
1: yeah fair That's chance El Barra won't turn up
2: for eighteen grand for third, you think he would just walk up, wouldn't you? But, yeah. Okay. Um. Right, lads.
0: We we'll move on to the pretense final. After all, the qualifiers were finally here. Um. Winter Fog is your five to one favorite at the time of recording for Emmett Mullins. de Burley, two-time festival winner, eleven to two. You've got ala Philippe at six to one. Dunboyne fifteen to two. Tully Bay ten to one, and it's twelve to one. Bar. Uh, Tony Calvin in the pretense final. Who are you with?
2: Uh. By its very nature, you can fancy loads in here. The intri- uh, the obvious ones are at the top of the market. Um, side of is probably the most solid for me. Uh, obviously, history in the race, eye-catching runs at Warwick, uh, the race where Alifalik was in. But I had a good look at the other the outsiders um, earlier on uh, last night, and after the decks come through this morning, and. I'm I'm drawn to if the cap fits within with the enhanced place terms at twenty five to one plus. Um, I went and had a look at his sand down run last time, and he was bang last two out there, and he had done remarkably well to finish fifth. I don't think it was a uh, a not off attempts job. Uh, I just think he he just got going all too late. But he's down to a mark of one hundred and thirty seven now, and we're dealing with a horse that was was a Grade One winner, one hundred and sixty six. I know he's getting on in age, but um you know he's he's, his sights have lowered since running in the stairs last year and off this lowly mark with uh with the claimer taken off seven pounds i thought if the cat fits was was well worth a swing with the extra places i'd like he's not a sexy one he's not unexposed like you know like the other horses but 25 to one with those extra places if the cat fits is the way i am leaning you but 21
1: pounds in six runs drop five pounds For an eye catching qualifying run at Sandown last time. Imagine the handicapper dropped an Irish one five pounds for sneaking into fifth or sixth in one of those qualifiers. Like my God, lads, come on.
2: Connections of good risk at all must be absolutely (laughs) filthy with the handicapper for only putting him up ten (laughs) pounds for Ascot. Unbelievable.
1: I mean, uh, it's the unbelievable karma. If the English don't, if the are the British, I should say, have to be careful with that one, lads. If the <laughs> British don't win a single handicap this week, but I, I think it might go the other way. But we'll see. Um, actually, look, Winter Fog is the one I like. You go like them for yeah. for a while. Um, interesting jockey change. Um, Danny Mullins off, Paul Townend on, and uh, a hood on as well, which is interesting because um, plenty seem to have some stamina concerns about him. I don't really. I think you know him. You know, weak, being a little bit weak at the line last time was a product of him being put into the race a week and a half too soon um so look paul will ride him with loads of confidence ride him more patiently and hopefully deliver him bang there Um, emmett mullins has form with improving his uh secondhand horses uh, significantly and i think he might be able to improve this fella a bit more lovely okay good stuff gents move on to the Ryanair. if you don't mind this could be
0: a short conversation i think because i don't think anybody believes that aloha is going to be beaten kev do they i mean
1: aloha will win this um, it's a meteor race, and it, it it potentially looked like it might be at one stage. Like you've got Conflated, you've got Janadil you've got TC's Melon. uh you you know Shan Blue has made it there. Um, like it's it's not the soft touch that I thought it might be a couple of weeks ago. Um, but look, Idaho you know, could well put up one of the biggest performance ratings of the, of the whole week here if he's on song and there's no reason to suggest he won't be on song. I think this race suits him perfectly well. Um, he showed last year that even if he gets taken on a bit and that he's still capable of smashing up everything. Um, so, look, as odds on shots go, he's probably one of the more solid ones of the week but it isn't a soft touch and I'm not quite as, um, you know, unflinchingly confident as I was two weeks ago. You're sticking with Melon TC, I
2: take it? Um, yeah, I have I, I, Alaho
1: is, as everyone's been saying,
2: uh, as everyone's been in total agreement, Alaho is probably the most solid odds-on favourite of the week. So, yeah, and I, I stick by that, even though Kev makes a very good point about, you know, the pace rivals on there. There's two or three potential ones, notably conflated, but I think he just could blast them away like he did last year. Um, so I'll be inclined to look when the without favourite markets come out, and yes, I'm staying local to Mellon. I just think he's absolutely rock solid. I mean, saying that, he did blow out in the race last year, but he comes in here in much, much better form. You know, uh, third in the John Durkin, a four, uh, close fourth in the Savills, one as he should have done at Garen Park or Gorham Park last time. Ooh. And, uh, sorry, Navan Navin, uh, situation <laughs> there. Um, yeah, I, I really, I've obviously, we all know his back history, fourth, four, uh, second four times at the festival. I just think... I'm be looking for six, seven, eight to one in the without markets when they come out, and yeah, I'm I'm very keen on that. I'll be very keen on if I can if I can snaffle those kind of prices. So melon each way without the fav for me. Lovely.
0: Okay, bring it, which brings us on nicely to the stairs hurdle. Um, Kevin's favorite division, but we're flooring Porter in here at three to one favorite, just ahead of classical dream. Uh, Time Hill has ten to three. Champ is nine to two. Hazy Park seven to one, and it's have what you like about the rest, uh, Tony Calvin. Yeah. Um, Flooring border for me, I think um, even at, at three
2: to one, which is a little bit smaller than I thought he'd be. But uh, who do you like, please? Um, I've looked at this race, and I just want to take the first five in the market on. They're all they're all as mad as a box of frogs, aren't they? Um, mm-hmm. so, and they could really be, you know, two or three of them could 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 blow it right at the start. I've I'm, I've Chucked a few quid already at home by the Lee. I'm not sure if I'm going to put him up now because I'm going off him a little bit. But I do think he's overpriced. I thought he was fifty to one on that run last time. But the one I'm coming down to, I'm going to swing the big bat here. And this oh. is another, this is another horse that can be a very moody sod. Is Song for Someone? Uh, the, get the negatives out of the way. Can be sour. Um, didn't run very well last time. Uh, you know, and, he, and he's obviously unproven. Never run up, raced over more than two mile four in the past. So, and he's and he's by Medician, So he's bred to be a mile four horse. At, you know, on the flat tops. But I think there's I think there's a fair bit of upside to him. Um, obviously, the staying you have to that that's you know, but that's factored into the price. But just have a look at it, mate. He he did really well when second in in international under a six pound penalty. And again, he didn't really travel early doors there as well. So he did remarkably well to finish second there. He's only ever started at Cheltenham saw him, saw him win the International the year before under a penalty. Um, and you go back to that run at Ascot run back in November where he just, he failed by under four lengths to give Buzz six pounds. And obviously Buzz was one of the only post favourites to this race before he got injured. And behind him that day were Garja Dreams and Gosham, both subsequent uh, grade two winners. So I think, I think he's got the form there and he's rated 158 uh, around about the time of that Ascot one, so it puts him on the coattails of uh, of a lot of these, uh, if not within you know, seven pounds or so. So, if, if he does stay and the step up in trip on a, on a track that he does do, and he's on a going day, I thought there's some 50 to one knocking around, 41, 33s, 30 yeah, 33 happens for me, song for someone, win only. Um, okay. is the way I'm playing this, all right. What about you, Kev? Your I quite like movie.
1: that chef from TC actually. Yeah, there's been a view it's song for someone for ages that he's worth a go with this type of trip. And they're obviously, uh, as Tony says, swinging the big bat here on the biggest stage. So, you know, good luck to them. They'll definitely be worse, uh, you know, 50 shots um, we see this week. Look, Time Hill is my selection. There's no bullishness at all. Um, like, the most entertaining part of this race could well be to start. Like, picture a bunch of lads that have had 10 pints, hold their nose, spin around 10 circles, and then all start running off together. It could be yes. mayhem. Like, sure. you've, got P- you've got Paisley Park planting himself. You've got Classical Dream, uh, you know, trying to rush the tapes. You've got Flo and Porter doing something mad. Like, it could be absolutely banana stuff. I'm looking forward to it.
2: By well, the look of you, he was doing that last night. You look very subdued today. You,
1: are you oh, yes, <laughs> last
2: night, day wait? three, day three, the festival
0: time. You know, it's like it's it's, it's <laughs> going at this stage.
2: going at this stage. Uh, right,
0: that brings us on nicely to the plate. Then the festival plate. Just you on this one too, so if you don't mind. Imperial Alcazar nine to two, the Glancing Queen nine to two, and Celeb Downs. So they're all disputing favouritism here. Then you have a Grand Paradis nine to one. Simply the best ten to one. Um,
2: yeah, so lots at big prices. Who do you like, please, in the plate, TC? Um, initially, after the deck chunk, I thought, cool, Coody's back on a good mark, isn't he? Loves to track, going to get out in front, away from trouble on his own, drying ground in his favour. Then I did my little pace map and found out 13 of the 22 in the field all like to go forward and have done a recent <laughs> start. so... I don't know what's going to go on there. They're going to have to, all those 13 jockeys are going to have to get together and sort it out between themselves. Otherwise they're going to be... I'm on
1: Betfair, Barry. Open up the market and what leads over the first. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Honestly. So that would put me off. I might still around about, he'll probably be about 25 to one plus on the exchange. So I, I might do, because I do like, I do like him uh, around that track. And obviously he's run two great runs around uh, this season, albeit he fell in the paddy power. And looking to... Maybe take a winning hand there, but yeah, um, and he has come down two pounds and had a rest since his last one. But with the extra places on offer, I'm given that the, the pace in the race and, and the shape of it, I'm, I'm probably going to go with Spirit of the Games around about the twenty to one mark with each way with the extra places. Now, he clearly he's not a winning machine, but what he does has is loads of Cheltenham form. He was back to form last time. He's been dropped another. Uh, pound for that, and he's he's now on a very, very favorable mark. Then you know, people have got him down as a bit of a twicer, and that may well be the case. But he's got, like I said, he's got so much back form around that track, dry and ground or suit. And by the way, the we're recording this obviously on Tuesday before racing, there is uh the forecast, the bad forecast that was in from Tuesday night into Wednesday has dissipated a bit. So now they're only expecting about three mil, but that, obviously that could change again. But if it is decent ground of that mark. In that kind of pace and shape of the race, spirit of the games, for all his drawbacks and his non-winning, uh, he's—I think—he's a very good each-way shout. Spirit of the games, each way for me. Lovely. Okay,
0: great stuff, lads. The Mares' Novices Hurdle uh, at ten to five on the cards. Um, Willie Mullins has a few in this. Dino Blue is your eleven to four favourite. Uh, Brandy Love just in behind at four to one. You've got Party Central for Gordon Elliott at eleven to two. Impervious at seven to one. And uh it's how much you like really about the rest of it, Kev. So
1: Brandy Love, your old sparring partner. Are you gonna stick with her? Ah, my old doll, my old flower, Brandy Love. <laughs> I was on a preview night there at the back end of last week, and I, I attempted my oh, I've been watching all the Brandy Love videos there while I prepared for this race, and it yeah. fell flat as a pancake. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Rightly
2: but so. I told you you shouldn't be doing those previews in a nunnery. It doesn't go down
1: very well. <laughs> yeah, give yeah. less in the life, lads. Know your audience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, look, your brandy love. I I thought it was an incredible performance last time. Like like she jumped so left, like she was going over half the width of the hurdles across the track a, a number of different times. Like she must allow. It's, it's a hard thing to calculate, but between actual ground loss, the momentum loss, et cetera. um, She's lost a dozen lengths, surely, and um, I still managed to finish second, beating a few good mares, uh, finishing behind Allegor de Vasse, who, who has since been ruled out. And look, lesson in disguise, lads, she would have picked up a £5 penalty if she won. Um, so we got a fair glimpse of, of how much raw ability is there. She's getting in £5 lighter because she got beat. And if you look back at her previous run over hurdles, which was left-handed, like it wasn't even a smidge of a hint of a quirk. You know, it's just a right-handed thing with her. So going back left-handed, she should be perfectly fine. Like, I think she's got an awful lot of talent. And um, while it's hard to know exactly what we're up against in all cases here, I think she's got most of these covered.
0: Okay, good stuff. So brandy love for
2: Kevin. What about yourself, Tony? I think if anybody's had an anti-post bet in this race and saw those 22 decks come through today, I think they must be devastated because obviously you're going to get extra places in here. Yeah, you can make a case for so many of these. I mean, I, I, I really do get um, the, the case with Dino Blue, the favourite. Um, you know, had the clock watchers purring, as they say, uh, after that win on debut. Uh, I did ask around and see whether she's had a, um, a setback since then because she hasn't run since. Uh, and apparently not. Apparently they were happy with that. Obviously, she doesn't pick up apparently like a few of these by winning a, a better race subsequently. So, I, I can, yeah, I can fully see the case for that. But I've won I want more than 11 to 4 in a field this deep. I mean, like I said, the numbers are there, but there's some depth to the, the top end of the market as well. So mm. I was going to side with Grandy each way, but I'm going to see what place terms we get before I, before I step in. But, uh, yeah, okay. it, looks, it looks far more competitive than the, the two uh, priced up at the top of the market, seems to me. But we will Wide open, mayor circle, and love circle, I should say.
0: Okay, so the Kim Muir is the last in the card, lads. Uh, for anyone looking to get out of trouble, and I'm sure there will be plenty of those. Uh, Frontal assault is your four to one favorite. Schoolboy hours for Noel Mead, six to one. Ain't that a shame? Seven to one smoking gun for Gordon Elliott, seven to one, and it's eight to one bar Tony Calvin. If someone's looking to get out of trouble, what's your advice on the Kim Muir?
2: Yeah, well, it's... I've got thirsty down. At uh, this stage, as a real, real good punting card, probably the best ah. punting day of the week. Um, so if it all goes pair shapes here, um, well, we won't go into that. But um, no, I, I immediately uh, after the decks come through, there was a bit of twelves and elevens knocking around for Mister Fob patches. I think by the time this goes out, uh, that won't be into single figures. But uh, eight to one plus, I think Mister Pob- Fob patches is probably the one I, I will play in here each way. Mm-hmm. hopefully with, with extra places. It's just got a really good profile. We bumped into Commodore here uh, when running here in December, I think it was, I me. Mean, that horse was just unstoppable with the day that winner. But, you know, he's since gone on to finish first in the Tyestes. He's a Scottish national third. He's only two pound higher in his mark. He's got Patrick Mullins on board. Um, a drying ground is going to be right up his strata. Uh, I think he's got bags of loads going for him. Okay, patches a confident each way selection. Confident each way for Mr.
0: Well, Mr. So, if I get his name right, that yeah. might be helpful. Lovely stuff. Okay, Kev, who do you like in this?
1: I'm sure I'm sticking with it. Ain't that a shame? I liked him for a few weeks for the race. And um, look, he's he's not exposed, Chaser. Um, and, and, you know, he's finished in behind some of the best novices knocking around. You know, he was behind Statler and then galloping the Champ. And it, it was his last run at Navin. They stepped him up and trip And like, he can be quite a free goer. And he took a strong enough hold over the three miles at Navin that day. And he ended up kind of hitting the front three out. Um, and looked like all over the winner. He must've went super short in running uh, because it was all over, three out. And he's just got a small bit low in the and Champagne Platinum, who's a strong stayer, came and nipped him close home. Um, that one gave the form a bit of a boost in the Grand National Trial at Punchestown subsequently. And look, this is the first, he's a very unexposed horse. He's only had six runs on the track in his life and he's never had a chance to run in a race like this. Um, big field, loads of cover, hopefully loads of pace. Like the way he goes through his races, like I'd be very hopeful that that set of circumstances will like properly suit him and could bring about and hopefully will bring about like a, a career best effort and potentially a significantly better effort from him. Um, ben Harvey rides, who, who's a, a very good young amateur. Um, He's no he's no penalty at all um, as amateur riders go. And um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to stick with Ain't That a Shame for, for H the Bromhead. Lovely, seven
0: to one at the time of recording, gentlemen. Okay, so your naps then, please, for day three. Uh, I'll kick us off. I'm going to
2: go.
0: I hope we're not getting COVID, for God's sake. Right, um, I'm going to go with um, Alaho Bob Olinger-Double, just in the spirit of the oh. games. Bob Olinger-Alaho-Double.
1: No, you, You've everything else. <laughs> what, about
0: you? what about you, Tony Gavin? Who are you going to oh, go for? I-
2: at this stage I like loads. Um, obviously we settle a bet for SP with this. Uh, I he's a real shit or bust bet, but song for someone. Oh, I think yeah, oh, yeah. I think he's gonna go 50 plus on win-only bet for SP. So I'm gonna go for song with someone. No fall on Holo whatsoever if he stays okay what about yourself Kev your nap please
1: I stick with the winter fog Hugo in the uh, the part temps final okay. win only please winter all duck or only. no dinner
0: good stuff gents nice oh, and God. short and snappy for the day that's in it tomorrow is us cup day we're back to preview that make sure you uh, check out all the uh, podcasts from this week previewing every single day at Cheltenham well enjoy day Come three on. gentlemen thank you so much you. Week, as always and we'll talk yeah. to you tomorrow
2: Up.